Discovering Asian dramas back in 2018 was an enlightening moment for me, and I've never looked back. I enjoy talking about them just as much as watching them, so much so that I decided to create a podcast with a heavier focus on Chinese dramas, but passing through Korean, Japanese, Thai and Filipino dramas. Welcome to the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast, your corner for drama talking. For more Tea and Soju content, consider joining Patreon, where I release extra reviews and polls. Everything is linked in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and in this week's episode I'm going to be doing a basically I think I'm going to call it something like rapid fire reviews and what I mean by that is basically I'm going to be doing um, so at the end of the month just before I do my currently uh, watching which is usually the last episode that I release every single month I'm going to be doing a um episode which is just going to be reviews of dramas that I really enjoyed throughout that month. Now that might mean that this episode sometimes is a little bit shorter just because sometimes I don't enjoy that much out of uh, dramas throughout the month and sometimes it may be a bit longer. It just depends whatever you know takes my fancy throughout the month and these episodes will always be non-spoiler so I won't be spoiling anything. I will just give a general review of what the drama is about, what it consists of, and then just like what I enjoyed about it, but without spoiling it. So it'll basically be like a taster just for you to figure out if this is a drama that you want to add to your plan to watch list, or if it's something that you've watched, if your thoughts align with mine, if it opens up a discussion between us, whatever it may be. So I hope you like this format. Please let me know. Now, I have absolutely no notes for this episode. I am literally just going on the fly and hoping for the best. And the reason is, so this week has been uh, the week from hell. I've had a pretty big medical emergency within a very close um, family member and it's still ongoing and it's still pretty bad at the moment. But so I almost didn't sit down to record. I just thought I'm just going to put out a message and just not put out an episode. But then actually I was recording my, uh, you know, up to episode 15 review for Till the End of the Moon. And I found that by the end of it, I felt, you know, more relaxed and a little bit calmer, I think. So I realized that whenever I do just sit down to record an episode, it kind of like calms me down because for that, you know, amount of time, however long it may be that I'm recording, I get to just enjoy, um, you know, talking about dramas. So yeah, if this episode's a little bit clumsy, it's a little bit, I'm hoping it isn't, but if there's anything like that, please do forgive me. There's a whole uh, stuff going on in terms of real life right now. Um, But dramas are our escapism, at least for me they are. So I'm looking for 
just happy dramas right now because I'm a little bit more fragile than normal and I just need like happiness fluffy dramas. So if you've got good recommendations for that, please send me send them my way because that is definitely what I'm in need of. Except till the end of the moon because that is not fluffy and that is not. But I love it so much that like I can I don't mind like I'm gonna cry with it anyway so I, I might as well be a bit of a cathartic kind of cry but anyways without further ado I'm just gonna jump right into the episode and right into the first flash review um for this week's episode and I think one of the ones that I really really enjoyed in um April are we in April we are in April now this finished up I think right at the end of uh, March. So I finished on the 31st of March. So I didn't quite get to talk about it in my currently watching from last month, just because I hadn't quite seen the end of it. And that is the Chinese drama Road Home. And it stars Tan Song Yoon and also Jing Boran. Uh, it was written by uh, Mo Bao Fei Bao. And it was directed by Yu Tzu uh, so she's also directed things like um, the 2021 drama Crush, which I really enjoyed. It's a uh, kind of like a little bit of a mellow almost um, because the male lead has, so he's blind to start off. Um, now, it is one of those where, you know, the male lead becomes, you know, gets his eyes treated and whatnot, but I still really enjoy the drama overall. But that, So this is the same director as that, and it is also the same director as Eternal Love, also known as 10 Miles of Peach Blossoms. So that I'm saying that for the simple reason that I really, really enjoy this director. That's one of the things that I really enjoyed about this drama. But uh, before I, you know, go crazy, let me just tell you what the drama is actually about. So Gu Xiao and Lu Yanchen met at school in a middle, uh, in a middle school playground. They fell in love with one another at first sight. And as they grew older, their feelings for one another grew ever stronger. They became inseparable and hoped to spend their rest of their lives together, but life has other plans for them. Gu Xiao's family circumstances change, and Lu Yan Chan ends up training as a special police officer, which makes him a completely different part of the country. Uh, Lu Yan Chan's training is tough, physical, and intense. Gu Xiao, meanwhile, ends up on a career path that will take her into the world of finance. Despite the fact that they now live in different worlds, their love is still strong, and they try to keep up um, a long distance relationship. This peters out until one day, years later, Gu Xiao finds herself with a special reason to call Lu Yan Chan once more. So basically, this is a uh, sort of, you know, friends uh, in school and they fall in love, they date, but life literally just takes them in very, very separate um, paths. And they admit themselves, they committed a lot of mistakes with their first relationship and they basically kind of, you know, uh, were kids. They were pretty young and they were pretty prideful and they let their pride get in the way of their relationship. They didn't really know how to communicate and 
that got in the way of their relationship a lot. So they end up breaking up and going their separate ways. And then 10 years later, they meet up again and they realize that their love is clearly still there, but they have a lot of stuff to work through. Now, I feel like this drama is kind of like a second chance romance. And I I don't actually watch a lot of dramas that are that, you know, second chance romance. But I just absolutely loved this one. It's kind of like really quiet. So I know that a lot of people online were kind of saying that it's boring because um, a lot of the time, once the main couple kind of get together again, um, you know, you often find them just doing very normal things like, you know, cooking dinner together or sitting down and watching a movie. And, you know, this story itself, it's not very exciting in the sense of, you know, um, so his job, for example, so he is a special ops uh, cop and he works with bombs and stuff like that. So his job is kind of like really demanding and, you know, he can be gone in very quickly and she doesn't know she he just knows that she's off he's off on like a mission and but so basically in their when they first dated this was a really big problem for them because they didn't really know how to communicate and also they again were kids in high school their lives weren't established at all now 10 years later they are kind of like grew up as people and they know who they are and they can kind of like go ahead and have a very very different relationship and i really like that you know um when they get back together again, they kind of have this thing where you sometimes see that they are about to commit the same mistake that they did when they were younger. And they kind of stop themselves and they think about it and they think about it with like their adult grown up brain almost. And it works out for them. And they kind of like reevaluate the situation. They sit down, they have a conversation about it and they work it out together and they work you know, differently about it. So I I just really, really loved seeing like the comparisons between, you know, their how their, you know, first relationship and the first time relationship kind of collapsed and why it collapsed and them taking that into account and kind of like working on that so it doesn't, you know, um so it doesn't, you know, happen again so they can make their relationship stronger. So I I just really, really loved it. The chemistry between, between Tang, Tan Song Yoon and Jing Poran was so, so good. So, so good. And this was filmed um, in, I'm not sure where it was filmed, but it was kind of like in this remote place and it was just like mountains and snowy peaks and it was just stunning. It led to such beautiful scenes of like... Um, you know backdrops of you know snow covered mountains and them like all fluffied up and you know just taking walks and stuff like that so that's what I will say I will say this drama is definitely not one that is for everybody because I think a lot of people might think it's a little bit boring or you know it isn't quite exciting enough for them um but I think this is a drama that is definitely about the characters and their growth and showing their growth through how they manage the relationship the second time around um 
which is why it made me, you know, love and enjoy this drama so, so much because I feel like that's, you know, um, it was really quiet and I, I, it suited my mood for when I was watching it. So yeah, that is Road Home. This is what I mean by like flash reviews. I'm literally just going to be talking about the things that I enjoyed and, you know, whether I, obviously, if I'm going to do a flash review is because I tend, I would say I would recommend it. Um, but this one, Road Home, does come with the caveat that if you are looking for something that's a little bit more exciting or a little bit more, you know, heavier storytelling, um, this isn't it. This is definitely like slice of life, second chance romance, pretty slow. Um, but yeah, I do think, I do have like a little critique of this drama and I love the main couple I really really did but I feel like the side stories especially like the side romance of the second couple should have been developed a little bit earlier on because I feel like it was just kind of like out of the blue um a little bit later on like you could see it was coming but it took so long to get there that then it kind of like didn't really make much sense for the story um so yeah also you get like a really cute kid so uh Jing Boran's character Lu Chan he um he works with somebody who has a young child and by young I mean he's probably like 12 or something and you know he's really really wise for his age and he's really perceptive for his age uh I really enjoyed like his scenes with a lot of the adults um so yeah I definitely have to give him, him a shout out because I really enjoyed his him. I thought he did a wonderful job. Um, and, you know, he could very easily work the screen with, you know, um, our main couple on there still. Um, so that is the actor Zhang and Shu. And he is, oh my, well, MDL doesn't tell me his um, age, which, you know, a little bit sad but he does seem pretty young and um yeah he it seems like uh road home was his first um first drama so he did pretty well like i said he was not overshadowed or anything he could stand up with the adults within the drama so yeah i really enjoyed his character um and yeah that is it that is everything for road home i ended up giving it a 8.5 out of 10 which is pretty good it is 30 episodes long and they're about 45 minutes each actually i think they're about 40 minutes if you take out beginning and ending credits um but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I will say it could have probably had, you know, five episodes shaven off and, you know, the story might have been a little bit tighter. But again, this isn't about the story at all. This is definitely like slice of life, a very, very quiet kind of drama. So yeah, that is the first one on my list. The second one, which would come under this, but I'm not going to talk about it because I have a very long review with Jess from the Daybuck um, K Rambles podcast, and that is the Starry Love. That's just one that I absolutely loved um, throughout uh, March. I don't know. Oh, I finished this in March. See, this is what happens. I don't understand why this is, you know, in um, a different kind of uh, uh, <laughs> bracket on, a, on my MDL, clearly on the wrong one. Uh, but, anyways, 
a different drama. I talked about this one in my currently watching last time that I recorded it for March, and it's a drama called the uh, the science of falling in love. Now, this drama stars uh, Wu Jia Yi and Liu Yi Chang, and basically, it's kind of like so. Our main characters they knew each other in school, like little school, um, primary school. And basically, they became friends. And our male lead is kind of like a genius, but he has a lot of social anxiety, and his mother is kind of awful. Uh, so yeah, uh, so he like our female lead kind of comes in and becomes friends with him and basically they develop this really 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 special um friendship but there's a misunderstanding between them even as kids which is bonkers to me but there's a misunderstanding between them and our male lead moves away they kind of meet up again in university um you know years later and she doesn't recognize him because, and right, to me, this is ridiculous because, so he's changed his last name to his mother's maiden name. So it makes no sense. Like he has a whole different name and he's, you know, 20 years older. Of course, she's not going to recognize him, but he's really offended that she doesn't recognize him. So he becomes kind of like mean towards her. Now he recognizes her straight away because she has the same name and her name is kind of like unique um so you know that's why he recognizes her and you know it's kind of like their love story um now I will say this isn't a great drama I actually only scored a 7.5 on MDL um but the main couple is really stinking cute. So I think I hanged out with it for so long and kind of like held it and kept watching for so long because I really just wanted to find out what the main couple um was like. And actually, this was a drama that had a lot of trouble to get it to air. And that was basically, it kind of like aired eight episodes and then it stopped for like uh, half a month or, you know, three, two, three weeks. And I think it was something that was wrong with the name of it or something with the distribution rights. I never quite got to the bottom of it. But basically, there was something wrong with this drama and it kind of stopped airing uh, for a little bit. Um, but yeah, and then it came back and then it was fine. Uh, but yeah, this, this is just like a little crazy, 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 uh, stop. And then it kind of like, I still wanted to go back because I wanted to know how long it was going to take for them to figure out who was who, uh, between the male lead and the female lead. And it took like 18 episodes. It took so long for her to figure out that who he was. And of course, because like, it makes sense. She was never going to figure it out because <laughs> he has a whole different name and he's a grown-ass adult. Like, I mean, it's impossible for her to realise who he is. So, I, I'm just figuring it out. As I'm talking about this drama, I'm like, do I recommend it? I'm not sure I do. There's also kind of like a couple of things where they're doing tests with like monkeys and stuff like that, which I wasn't necessarily a fan of because they're all scientists. I did forget to, you know, mention that part, but they're all scientists. And, um, 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is the science of falling in love. I'm not even sure I recommend this one. I mean, check it out if you want to. Um, but I'm not sure it's as worth, um, you know, your time as other dramas, I would say. Uh, but yeah, that is the science of falling in love. Now, the next one is one that I definitely think is worth your time. I binged this drama in like two days. Um, mind you, it is only 23 episodes and they're only about 30 minutes each. So it's a really easy, easy watching um, show. And that is Falling Before Fireworks, which I just think is such like a beautiful name. It's kind of like unique. I've never really heard anything similar to it. So I really, really enjoyed that. And this drama stars Lu Yang Yang as Si Ching and Chen Xin Hai um, as Jing Chan. Now, I hadn't watched either of these, um, you know, either the male lead or the female lead. Actually, I had. I had watched the male lead in Taste of Love, uh, which is a drama I watched a couple of months ago couple of weeks ago not months as like a side character but that is it I hadn't really seen and actually his um you know filmography is pretty short he's only 22 so he's pretty young and he's only got one two three four five dramas on MDL and you know most of these bar two so three are support roles and two are main lead roles so yeah that's quite interesting um uh but yeah so that's the male lead the female lead I don't think I had watched her in anything I'm just quickly going through oh I have I have see this is what happens oh I have actually watched her in a couple of things so I watched her in the 2020 drama first romance she was a support role in that one and she was the main lead in my handsome roommate which I also watched that's from 21 2021 that's like a short drama um you know, one of those web dramas that are really, really short. And then I also watched her, she was the main role in Let's Meet Now uh, from 2022, which is a pretty good drama. It is only uh, 20 episodes. It's pretty short. Uh, So yeah, I did check that one out. So yeah, that is the female lead. Uh, She is slightly older, so she's 29. um, But yeah, I really enjoyed both of them. Uh, So what is the story about? So as MDL's description goes, Si Ching, who works in a loan bank, leads a vulgar life in pursuit of a car, a house and money. In order to recover a, a bad loan, she meets Jing Chan, a traditional craftsman for the first time. One in a white one is a white collar worker who is kidnapped by a debt collection mission, while the other is a cool handy craftsman who has no car, no house and no money, but owns an idyllic garden surrounded by green mountains and water. The two of them who do not like each other are intertwined in a fighting each other way. On the day of the winter solace, Si Ching, forgotten by her parents and isolated by her colleagues, is in a state of inner turmoil and on the verge of an adult breakdown. 
Jing Chan's bowl of eggs in sweet wine, a customary winter solstice treat, is mistaken by Si Ching as the only one for her birthday, so she impulsively proposes marriage. Jing Chan agrees to her request. However, marriage is only the beginning. So this is kind of like, it isn't an arranged marriage. They fully know that they're going into a marriage. Um, But the reason is, they're kind of like just, so she's really sad and you see her life and she works so hard, so hard and she does really well at her job. She isn't rich. She's like doing okay, but she isn't rich and he's not rich at all, which I kind of really like. This is just like two normal people going through life and they kind of like stumble upon each other and they kind of like both of them are a little bit damaged, a little bit broken and I feel like they recognize that in each other and they kind of you know, she just wants to be a place to belong and a place to feel less lonely. And she kind of stumbles upon him on, you know, winter solstice and it's her birthday and her parents have forgotten her, you know, like they do. They've kind of like divorced and they don't really care that much for her or that well for her. And then there's, you know, um, all her co-workers are just being a little bit mean because she's doing well at her job. And I feel like there's, you know, jealousy there probably. So she does feel really isolated. And truly, I feel like she just feels so lonely and forgotten. And he kind of like, she kind of goes to his house, um, you know, and he's just sitting there kind of enjoying the peace and quiet. And she comes in and her shoes are off and it starts to snow. And he kind of like puts her, sits her down with a blanket and, you know, a heater and brings her out this warm bowl of eggs in wine, which is kind of like I hadn't seen it before. So I'm going to have to Google that later. But apparently it's a tradition for that area in the winter solstice. So that was really interesting as well. Um, um, the food in this drama is really good. Like Jing Chan, the male lead, is a really good cook and he always puts out these because he's like very artsy and very creative. So he always presents the food in these really beautiful ways. Uh, so yeah, I really, really enjoyed all the food in this drama, but that's a complete aside on top of, you know, this. Um, but yeah, so she kind of goes and she kind of like takes this only kind of, um, you know, act of kindness. And she's like, let's get married. And he's like, are you insane? Like, I don't even know you. But then there's something that he wants from her. Um, he has, she has this, like, she goes, you know, this is the only dowry I have. And it's kind of like this old painting and he realizes that that is the missing part of a painting that his grandfather has been wanting to finish for decades it's been a really long pursuit um, of his granddad who is really sick and like nobody really knows if he's gonna survive for very much longer and his granddad always talks about the painting the painting and he kind of like wants to complete that painting for his granddad so I you know I feel like it's this meeting of kindred souls who are, you know, uh, very lonely, very sad, and they kind of find peace and happiness and love in each other. But their start is a very, very, you know, a little bit out of the box, a little bit crazy. Um, It like, you know, 
as drama land would have it. It is one of those starts that are just small and, you know, um, but I just loved seeing the progression of their relationship starting from these two people that are kind of like lonely and lost and growing into two people that are absolutely loving of each other and supportive of each other and they kind of become each other's biggest cheerleaders um whether that be for work relation or, you know, um, for their personal relationship. And yeah, I just kind of love it. And actually, it's kind of funny because they mentioned divorce once, but they kind of don't go down that route. I also really love that they basically get together like in episode two, and then that is it. They do not break up. They stay together for the remainder of the, you know, 21 episodes, however many uh, left are after that. And I just kind of love that because things do get tough between them, but they just kind of like sit down and work it out and they talk about it. And Jing Chan has this kind of like, um, you know, our male lead, he has this, um, kind of past history which when it's broken down is a little bit dumb I'm not gonna lie like the reasoning behind this kind of like trauma that he has is a little bit uh how should I put it not dumb but it's kind of like it could have been resolved very quickly but it just hasn't um and it's kind of like festered and got made into something much bigger that it isn't and you know she comes in and she actually helps him mend relationships and he finds that you know his house that he was so fond of kind of becomes his home and she helps him do that and she also finds a home and she realizes that working so hard to you know have to buy her house to buy a car to buy all of this she kind of never loses those goals because she still stays very very focused in her goals at work but she kind of becomes softer at the edges and I kind of really 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 enjoyed that so yeah that is the drama falling before fireworks that is available on IHE I mean I watched it on IHE but it's also available on the Yo-Yo English channel on um, over on YouTube so yeah, I ended up giving this one an 8.5 out of um, 10. Now, I don't know if I were to watch this at any other point, if I would rate it so high. I feel like this just suited my mood. It was kind of like you know, mellow and there wasn't a lot of drama. Um, mellow, not as in mellow dramatic, but, you know, just mellow as in, you know, soft and kind of like calm. Um, and it's all about like the developing of the relationship. Also, you get to see a lot of like um, traditional handmade things. And there's a whole conversation surrounding, uh, you know, how um, some... Um, traditions and some you know skills are kind of dying out because newer people don't want to take over those skills and I feel like yes that's probably you know censorship would love those topics being brought up to the uh to the top but I feel like that's something that is relevant to any culture because I feel like as we move into you know such a heavy you know technological heavy um you know, world of sorts, um, there is those old skills that get lost because people, you know, 
generations the newer generation just kind of like don't pick it up um and I feel like that can be reflected in any culture um so I feel like it's something that is relevant to any culture not just in China so I found that really interesting it's something that I haven't really uh thought about or you know even touched upon so I really enjoyed um you know going through and seeing that um so yeah, that is before uh, Falling Before Fireworks. Again, really unique title. I really, really liked it. Uh, again, I scored it an 8.5 out of 10. I really, really did enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, that is it for that drama. Uh, I do highly recommend it. It is pretty nice. Again, 23 episodes of about 30 minutes. So it's also a really, really nice, easy, quick watch for you. And the last one that I will talk about is one that... Now, this is a Thai drama and it's called, uh, sorry, my sinuses is playing up. Like the spring is fully in the UK and there's pollen all over the place and my allergies are spiraling out of control. And today is just one of those days where I am sniffly and, you know, my eyes keep watering. Guys, it is that time of year. If you suffer from allergies, you will surely know that, you know, this time of year just gets horrendous. Uh, And yeah, my nose is just getting horrible right now. So I'm sorry if my voice sounds even funnier now, but you know, it is what it is. I'm just going to roll with it. Back to the last uh, little bit for this one. And that is the Thai drama Midnight Museum. This is 10 episodes of about 45 minutes each. And it's available on the GMM TV um, YouTube, um, uh, YouTube channel. And it stars uh, Tor... Oh my god. Guys, I kid you not. Thai names are the hardest for me to say and I feel like I'm always gonna butcher them so I always get really scared please don't come at me I do try my my best but so it stars Tor Thanapop and Gun Athapansawat god I'm sure I butchered that so badly but basically Tor and Gun that's what I'm gonna call them uh, you know, that is the names, but you know, that is who it stars. And basically, I'm going to describe, read out the MDL description, and it's as follows Dome, a barista at a cafe on the verge of closure, receives an unexpected job offer. The offer comes from a cafe regular, Kata, who orders coffee he never drinks. The job is at an odd museum, open only after sunset. With few choices, Dome accepts Kata's offer. On his first day, an employee tells him the museum is haunted. Forbidden by the overseer from entering zone 16, Dome is tempted inside. Kata attempts to contain the damage, but Dome has unintentionally awakened something shortly. Nearly everything inside is lost. Dome takes responsibility for the misfortune he has brought to the museum and attempts to hunt down what went missing in order to return them to where they belong. So basically, it's kind of like this uh, museum that's kind of like full of artifacts that are haunted or have you know magical properties to them or anything like that so this is comes down in the genres for mystery horror fantasy and supernatural now i would definitely stick with those because this is pretty bloody it's pretty graphic there's a lot of stabbing there's a lot of killing it is brutal in some parts and i was fascinated this is a 
kind of like when I go to Thai dramas, I tend to either go for BL or Lacorn. I haven't really seen any other things from Thai um, dramas. And basically, I was so surprised with like the storytelling and everything. Um, and this is completely different to anything I've watched within Thai dramas, like I mentioned. So I was hearing a lot of chatter about it on my Twitter timeline. And I was like, I really want to try this. And it looked kind of like spooky and fantasy. And I always love fantasy in general. So I always want to try um, fantasy. I think the only country that I haven't really watched any fantasy from now is Japan and the Philippines. So I've watched some Taiwanese, um, I've watched Korean, I've watched ch- plenty of Chinese fantasy uh, and now I've tried um, the uh, Thai uh, fantasy. Now I will say, like I said, I really enjoyed all um, the cases and the story itself was quite good. Um, I did think though the problem for me was that at the beginning the drama was a little slow to start and then when it got to like the end it kind of rushed through the ending almost. It kind of did and it kind of didn't. So it kind of explained what it needed to explain but like literally the last five minutes felt very very rushed and it kind of ended almost everything did get resolved a little bit but they kind of also ended with this shot which could possibly lead to a season two I don't know if that's the case or not and I'm not sure but initially when this uh, when I came across this drama on MDL it was coming up as 15 episodes but then it was only 10 episodes so I'm not sure if that was a mistake or if it originally was planned for 15 and then it got taken down to 10 and maybe a second season is being planned I don't know I don't honestly follow um Thai drama um news all that much so I I'm not sure about any of that but the thing is I wish it was either slightly longer or there was a second season planned that like I was aware of just simply because I think there's story there for a second season because it's such a unique thing um they were doing like case by case uh, per episode and you know and then there's like the overall arching story behind that kind of like ties all the cases together um, and then that it involves our two male leads um, but I I just really really kind of enjoyed it um, you know I enjoyed all the fantasy and whatnot I thought like there was a, a little bit of CGI used and I thought it was pretty good pretty well done um, so yeah for me my complaint is the the pacing of it felt a little bit off and that was that it was a little slow which is okay if you've got like enough episodes to kind of tell the story that you want to tell but then if you kind of rush the ending which for me the ending did feel a little bit rushed I kind of you know wasn't as okay with it uh but I don't want to the thing is I don't want to talk too much on this one because I feel like if I do I will be giving spoilers away so I just wanted to mention it because I did enjoy it and just wanted to mention the things that aren't spoilery um so yeah that is uh, what I enjoyed about it I think you know if you like fantasy I definitely think Midnight Museum is one you should check out um, the costumes as well really really nice um, especially there was two um, 
females in the drama uh not the police cop there is a lady who is a police cop but um so there is a um like one of the helpers at the museum who's called june and then antica is like the antagonist but not really um and both like their costumes were really really nice um the poster for this is really really pretty as well so i would definitely give it a try i ended up scoring this one an 8 out of 10 which is pretty good on my scale it's a recommendable show um so yeah that is everything um I think this is probably going to be the shortest episode I've ever done uh like I said I am off my game a little bit so I hope you guys still enjoyed listening to this episode uh let me know if you've watched any of these and if you've enjoyed them what your thoughts are um please come and chat to me on all the socials. I spend most of my time, you know, either on Instagram or Twitter, and I always leave everything linked down below. If you want some extra content, check out Patreon. I release extra, you know, uh, reviews. I do first impressions over there, uh, movie reviews, that sort of thing. That all gets put on there, and they're like bite-sized, so, you know, usually about 15-20 minute, epi- like, mini episodes. I get all of that onto that. I try to do, you know, at least two three of those a month um so yeah that's all on there uh i hope you guys are having a lovely week please send me some positive energy because trust me (laughs) kind of need it right now (laughs) anyways um i hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode let me know your thoughts and i shall see you next week bye this has been another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Liliana, and you can come and chat to me on Instagram, Tea and Soju Pod, all one word, and on Twitter, Tea underscore Soju underscore Pod. You can also email me at Tea and Soju Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider joining Patreon for extra content. Lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please help by rating and reviewing wherever you listen to help others find this drama corner. I'll leave everything linked in the description notes. See you next time for more Asian drama chatter.